Good evening, my friends, and welcome back to 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That's me, where I will be your host for a creepy double feature every night through the month of October. Come join me, won't you? Tonight is October 7th, and I must tell you all, I have been looking forward to this night, because this is the night of the most fun haunted house movies ever made. Notice I don't say these are the two best haunted house movies ever made. That's going to come in a couple days. But... These, I think, are the most enjoyable and two of the Haunted House movies that have inspired so many other films that have come after them. The first of these movies is House on Haunted Hill, directed by William Castle and released in 1959. And we have a William Castle double feature also tonight, because the second movie is his 1960 film, 13 Ghosts. So, House on Haunted Hill is a movie that is in the public domain. You can find it on YouTube and many of the uh, most common streaming services have at least one version of House on Haunted Hill. It stars Vincent Price, and I am ashamed to say that this is the only movie in this initial 62 horror movies that includes Vincent Price. I feel very bad about that. I tried very hard to avoid this reality, but it is what it is. Um, if I do this again next year, there will be more Vincent Price mo uh, movies. Rest assured. So we'll enjoy him while we can in House on Haunted Hill. There is a lot to enjoy in this movie. And to begin, I am just going to play a portion of the opening credits of this film because I think they do an incredible job and a very economical job of setting up the story of the house on Haunted Hill. So I'm going to play that and I'll narrate just a bit as we go. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
This is a totally dark screen, by the way. And then a head appears of Elisha Cook. Their ghosts are moving tonight, restless, hungry. May I introduce myself? I'm Watson Pritchard. In just a minute, I'll show you the only really haunted house in the world. Since it was built a century ago, seven people, including my brother, have been murdered in it. Since then, I've owned the house. I've only spent one night there, and when they found me in the morning, I, I was almost dead. And now Elisha Cook Watson, uh, Watson Pritchard's head disappears, and we see the house on Haunted Hill. I'm Frederick Lauren. And Vincent Price. I've rented the house on Haunted Hill tonight so that my wife can give a party. A haunted house party. She's so amusing. There'll be food and drink and ghosts, and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. If any of you will spend the next 12 hours in this house, I'll give you each $10,000, or your next of kin in case you don't survive. Ah, but here come our other guests. And then Vincent Price's disembodied head fades away. The exteriors that were used as the house on Haunted Hill is actually a house known as the Ennis House, which was uh, built by Frank Lloyd Wright. And it's one of the great things about this movie in that it's not what you expect a haunted house to look like. Because the architecture of, of Frank Lloyd Wright is so modern. And all these different shapes on the top of this Hollywood mountain. It's not what you'd think would be a haunted house. But as the ending credits go on and you see the characters on the different terraces of the Ennis house, it works. Um, and then the interior of the house on Haunted Hill is completely different from the outside of it. It is entirely, like, creepy Victorian, all these deep carpets and spider webs and dark wood and all that. So that dichotomy is really interesting and unsettling and... I think, influential in a lot of ways. Um, to talk about the two stars of this movie that you see in the opening credit sequence of House on Haunted Hill, the first one you see is the actor Elisha Cook Jr., one of the great character actors of American cinema. Uh, he was... Early in his career, famous for being uh, playing the character of the the Gunsel Wilbur in the Maltese Falcon, directed by John Huston, starring Humphrey Bogart, Mary Astor, Sidney Greenstreet, Peter Lorre, uh, released in 1941. Obviously, classic film. Uh, I'm already cheating. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Wilbur, uh, Elisha Cook Jr. is also going to be featured in 
two other uh, films that we're going to watch on 62 horror movies this month. He has a face and a voice and a physicality that you just can't forget. He is one of the greats, and he has a major role in House on Haunted Hill, which is very refreshing, and he is our introduction into the ghostly history of this house. And throughout the movie, as it goes on, uh, the character Elisha Cook plays, who spent only one night in the house on Haunted Hill and barely survived. He's the one who gives the ghost tour, um, takes every all the guests everyone in this movie through all the rooms and explains all the strange deaths frequently murders that have happened in this haunted house um he's incredible as always and then as the lead of this movie of course you have the brilliant vincent price in a lot of ways, I think this is the quintessential Vincent Price horror movie performance that he gives as Frederick Lauren in House on Haunted Hill. He is sinister. He is funny, acid-tongued. He is sympathetic at times. He is absolutely incredible in this film. And a lot of the moments of House on Haunted Hill that are remembered are the scenes that Vincent Price has with his wife, Annabelle Lauren, who is portrayed by a also wonderful actor named Carol Omart. Um, Vincent Price as Frederick Lauren he plays a character who has perhaps killed all of his previous wives like Bluebeard, but he seems to have met his match in uh, Annabelle, who has at least a couple times before tried to murder Frederick, usually by poison. And the dialogue that they have together is really funny, really unsettling, and they are a perfect match for each other in this film, and their scenes are a highlight of this movie, for sure. So the pretense of House on Haunted Hill is that Frederick and Annabelle Lauren have decided to host a party at the, quote, most haunted house in the world, if we're to believe Elisha Cook Jr. And there have been five guests that have been invited to the house on Haunted Hill, all from different walks of life, but all people, as Vincent Price says, need money. And... All of those five guests come to this house. They're unknown to Annabelle, Frederick's wife. She wonders why they have been invited here at all. What agenda does Vincent Price have in his mind? 
Very soon after they arrive in the house on Haunted Hill, strange things begin to happen. And I do feel compelled to say that I think House on Haunted Hill has one of the greatest jump scares in horror movie history. And I experienced that jump scare when I watched this movie for the first time in the most incredible way. So I first watched House on Haunted Hill when uh, I was probably in middle school. Back in the days when AMC was American Movie Classics and actually showed classic movies on their channel, it was, I think, a Saturday afternoon and House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price was on, so of course I was interested. So I watched it for the first time in the kitchen of the house I grew up in on the small TV that we had there, and I had the volume cranked up real high. And there is one moment a little bit into House on Haunted Hill when the character of Nora Manning, uh, played excellently by Carolyn Craig, um, really a forerunner to Shelley Duvall in The Shining of, of just constantly experiencing extreme emotional hysteria, um, She's so good, Carolyn Craig, as Nora in this movie. Um, there's a moment where she is locked in a secret passage, and it's quiet, and then there's a sting of music when Nora looks behind her, and standing behind her is this ghostly figure of an old woman with frizzy white hair and completely white eyes and she has her hands up in front of her face and her fingernails are so long it looks like claws and that horrible apparition appears in front of Laura with a huge sting of music and at the moment that sting of music happened my mom walked into the room and I literally screamed and fell out of the chair that I was sitting in. If that do is not enough to recommend you to House on Haunted Hill, I don't know what will. Um, House on Haunted Hill, when it first came out, the gimmick was Emergo, where at a key point in the movie, I won't say when... Uh, a skeleton appears, a human skeleton, and in the movie theaters, there was a paper skeleton that then glided, came over the screen, glided over the entire audience, and depending on who you believe, either scared people shitless, or they just learned th to throw their popcorn and candy at it to knock it down. Both things are true. Another thing that is true about House on Haunted Hill is that it is the movie that inspired Psycho, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, a movie that we'll be talking about very soon. House on Haunted Hill was low budget, made for $200,000. It grossed $1.5 million dollars. 
Alfred Hitchcock noticed that, being the master of suspense he was, and thought, what would happen if I did a movie like that? A scary movie on a very low budget. And that is why we have Psycho, because of this wonderful haunted house movie you're about to watch, House on Haunted Hill. We'll pause now, and then we'll come back for our second William Castle feature of the night. And this brings us to our second William Castle Fun Haunted House movie of the night, 13 Ghosts, released in 1960. Written by William, uh, directed by William Castle, and again, written by Rob White, the same writer that created House on Haunted Hill. It also has great opening credits. So the gimmick that William Castle used for House on Haunted Hill was called Emergo with the skeleton. The gimmick that he used for 13 Ghosts was called Illusion-O, and it was achieved with 3D glasses. So, if you watch House on Haunted... Uh, sorry, if you watch 13 Ghosts on TV or you uh, just buy a regular version of the movie... You will not get to actually experience 13 Ghosts as it was originally intended to be experienced by William Castle. To do that, you actually have to buy 13 Ghosts on DVD, which I did many years ago, and I highly recommend if you can. Because on the DVD, or I guess the Blu-ray um, of 13 Ghosts, it includes the original cut of the movie, and it includes a pair of 3D glasses. And the way this movie worked is that all the scenes where the 13 ghosts and the, like, there's such a variety of them with, like, so many different personalities, which you see when you watch the opening credits, uh, and then throughout the movie you see them. 
but in any time they were seen, it was actually filmed for 3D glasses with a red and white filter, not just strictly black and white, so that if you didn't want to see the ghosts, you could look through one lens of the glasses, and if you did want to see the ghosts, you could look through the other lens. Um... And it's a really fun effect because in the movie there are glasses that you can put on that allow you to experience the spirit world. So you're kind of doing the same thing the characters are, which is a really fun, fun uh, way to do this movie. Um, in a lot of ways, though, I think 13 Ghosts perhaps does work best in just a black and white form. You can honestly see all the apparitions and what they're doing better in the black and white exposure than you can if you're doing uh, it as it was originally intended and watching with the glasses. Um, so let's talk about the cast. Um, unlike House on Haunted Hill, which had Vincent Price and several other great actors. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, 13 Ghosts is not a movie that is a movie about good acting. Um, everyone, everyone is good, but there's only two people, I will argue, are great. So... The premise of this movie is that there is the Zorba family, who uh, the father, um, Cyrus Zorba, played by Donald Woods, who is a character actor you've seen in a million movies but would never know his name, but is always good and reliable. Uh, Donald Woods plays the patriarch Cyrus Zorba, and he works uh, in a museum, and earns very little money from doing that, I can say from experience of over a decade working in museums myself. Um, his wife is Hilda Zorba, played by Rosemary DeCamp, and she is really fun in this movie, does not take her husband's shit, um, makes him get his stuff together. Uh, and they have two children, they have an, what seems like teenage or maybe early 20s daughter by the name of Medea Zorba. Yes, like the Greek play where the mother Medea murders her children. But their eldest daughter is named Medea Zorba and she's played by Joe Morrow. Um, does perfectly fine work in this movie. And they also have a younger boy by the name of, somehow, Buck Zorba, uh, who's played by Charles Herbert, um, a child actor uh, that actually did a lot. Um, and he plays Buck as a boy who is very interested in ghost stories and scary stories. You, so you can't imagine how I would relate to this movie. Um, weird character names aside, it's a family, the Zorba family, that struggles with having enough money 
And at the beginning of the movie, they have their furniture repossessed. But in the midst of that, as they're sitting in their, I think, apartment with no furniture, celebrating Buck, the youngest, the little son's birthday, with which his only present is a ghost storybook that he can't take his eyes off of. Again, I relate. Something happens. There's a knock at the door, and a stranger appears. And what that telegram is, is a notice to Cyrus Zorba that his uncle, Plato Zorba, you get the idea that Rob White, uh, Rob White, the screenwriter, took at least one class in Greek and Roman history um, in college. Uh, but his uncle, Plato Zorba, has left Cyrus and his family, his big mansion, which they find out is haunted by 12 spirits that Plato Zorba has captured from all over the world, which explains their variety. And they move into that house and start to encounter the spirits, the young child, Buck, is one of the first to acknowledge that the house is haunted, but soon the entire family, especially after an unfortunate session with the Ouija board, realizes that they need help. And that brings us to perhaps the greatest part of 13 Ghosts of 1960, and that is that it includes in its cast Margaret Hamilton, the actor who played the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz in 1939. And Margaret Hamilton, throughout her life, was very, very careful about how she played witches after that or scary roles after that. Very famously, Margaret Hamilton went on in full Wicked Witch of the West makeup on Sesame Street and did a whole episode about what it means to be scared and how it's okay to be scared because she's amazing. Uh, but in 13 Ghosts, Margaret Hamilton plays Elaine, who is the maid that has been at the uh, haunted house for many, many years. And people joke about calling her a witch, and they sort of play with it throughout the movie. Sometimes you see her with a broom. I mean, she is excellent all on her own. She really adds a huge amount of creep factor to 13 Ghosts. Um, and one of the most delightful moments of this movie is near the end 
when, again, she's asked if she's a witch, and Margaret Hamilton, as Elaine the maid, says this. I'm guiding the money. Elaine? Yes, Buck? You really are a witch, aren't you? Ask me no questions, and I'll tell you no lies. And after Buck leaves... Elaine, played by Margaret Hamilton, holds her broom and raises her eyebrows at the camera and winks and walks away. A really, I think, beautiful and very spooky tribute to her eternal legacy as the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz. Thirteen Ghosts, as of this recording, is not streaming, but you can purchase it for a reasonable price on Amazon uh, streaming, Amazon Prime, uh, and you can also buy the DVD for a pretty reasonable price. And if you search hard enough on the internet, you can find Thirteen Ghosts, but don't say I told you so. However you do, watch this movie, and then we'll come back and close for the night. Thank you for joining me for 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That's me. Tomorrow night, I feel like it's time for a night of Hitchcock. Tomorrow, we will watch Psycho, made in 1960, and The Birds, made in 1963, Alfred Hitchcock's undisputed horror classics. Until the next time we meet, tomorrow... I wish you a very happy Halloween.